all these social media companies coming over here, making us pay them to advertise to our neighbours, to get to the top of the news feed, with our money, they're not even doing anything. They just, they're just there. They're just, we're just paying, why, why can't we do it ourselves, is a good question we ask ourselves in episode number four Woo! of Make It Wayne. Why aren't you normal Epsom? This episode we've got Sam Boone, who is the proprietor of Sweet Nothing Apparel, a uh, brand which is a clothing line which he advertises Thursday and Saturday mornings and he also sells vintage clothes and other bits and bobs that you can purchase from him. We talk about social media in this episode and also self-reflection, the detrimental effects of self-awareness, quote from Mr. Sam Boone himself. Uh, this is a good episode. Uh, I'm not sure about his intro, 52 seconds. I probably should stop talking now. I just can't help it. I love talking on the mic. Talking. Right, we'll stop now because it's a minute. Bye. Right, hello, hello, hello. 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 Yeah, go on, give it a quick hello. Hello. And again. Hello. And again. Hello. Try again. Hello. One more time. Hello. and I'm going to make it an educational podcast to begin with today. Um, in the late 1600s, Epsom became a market town uh, and it was gifted to a lady and she was allowed to set up markets and make profit from it and now it's been going for 400 years, Epsom Market, and you are at the front of it, aren't you? Right at the front of it. Right. Yeah. So, so tell me about uh, what you currently do at the market on a Thursdays. Okay, so yeah, Thursdays and Saturdays, um, I basically, I've got a stall that's kind of split into two bits, so I've got my, um, I've got the vintage wear, so things like sheepskin jackets, I've got a few North Facings at the moment, um, tomorrow I've got some uh, some Adidas, Nike and Shell jackets coming in, yeah. so we've got that, we've got Levi's as well, that sort of stuff, and then like, sort of the other half of it is my brand, so the, the t-shirts I've designed, the, the hoodies I've designed. Which is called? Uh, sweet nothing Sweet apparel, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I should, should really remember. I, was say. <laughs> I should remember to big that up, really, shouldn't I? Um, yeah, which is all, all my stuff, and I will sort of get that out there as yeah, yeah, as well. So, how long have you been set up there for? So, I've been on the market for about two weeks now, but my brand's been going since about October. Yeah. So, yeah. how like how's that? Does it started off as just a small idea, or you was all into yeah. designing? Well, anyway? it kind of started off as like just like an art page, really. That like I was sort of getting just looking for feedback on what I was designing, and then. It kind of just sort of grew, and I thought, Do you know what, I'm gonna make some t shirts, and yeah. then it just sort of kind of went from there. And I started doing designs on my iPad and like getting them printed onto onto t shirts. Did it start off like as online uh, online selling first, or you knew you was gonna set it up as a market straight away? No, it started off as online selling, and I to be totally honest, I thought it was gonna go a bit faster than it, it did. Really? Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. But it just sort of, but Instagram kind of changed their sort of algorithm, how they show people posts. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of harder to reach people without putting the money in for advertising. Now, the mar- the sort of margin weren't in the T-shirts at the time for me to sort of put that in. So yeah. it kind of slowed down a bit. So I had to kind of pivot into a way to to sort of skip my name out there yeah, still yeah. without going down social media routes. Yeah, yeah. Because is that because it's just too much hassle for social media or do you just like disagree with a lot of like the ways it's used and stuff? Well, I mean, I think the thing with, with Facebook and Instagram of what they've done is 
it's kind of like the equivalent to how the mob used to do it in the 60s. You know, they're asking yeah. you to kick up a vig in order to show your products. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you can put the argument in. You're, obviously, you have to make the content good enough. But, I mean, I've got, like, something like 600 followers on Facebook. Yeah. Um, 800 on Instagram. If I don't pay for marketing, my posts are getting shown to, at the most, 10% of those people. I feel that. If I do, then I'm. if I pay, like, £5 a day, I'm reaching half of that yeah. if I'm lucky yeah I get I mean I get the same when you set up a online uh, like you turn you can choose to have it as a business account can't you, you can, and yeah. then Facebook lets you see how much it's reached and how much people have interacted and engaged with it and you find yourself altering what you really want to be saying and the amount you're saying it just to make sure you're popping up on people's home screens which is negative surely yeah exactly I mean you find yourself sort of compromising what you're doing in order to sort of get more more views you yeah know? yeah um which is, again, why I wanted to sort of move away from the internet because it's become like a, a pond that is like too crowded with it, too many fish saturated, in it. saturated, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's so I've, much out there at the moment. And I think that's perfect for what this podcast is, isn't it? Because it's community-based support podcast. Hopefully people are going to be interested in what's going on around them and see your product and know that you're going to be standing at a market store on a Thursday. Um, it's, it's, what I like about the market is that we're you're sort of you're, we're bringing it back, you know, it's 400 years old um, and you've decided that the internet is too saturated so you've actually decided to move to the marketplace to try and promote your product. Have you as you have you found like a better result from the market stuff than the Instagram stuff? 100%. I mean, more people are seeing my brand, just the name of my brand, more people are seeing that in a day now than they would have done on my Instagram in a week. Yeah. It's, it's worth it just for that. I mean... I'm also selling a lot more of my own, my own stuff alongside. I thought when I was doing the vintage stuff as, as well, I thought that would sell more than my own stuff at first, but I'm selling about an equal amount Really? Now. Yeah, yeah, fair play. So, That's promising for you, and it's... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's really promising. like to chase of. on that. Yeah. yeah, and it's also the feedback you get off, like... Sometimes people don't, like, put comments and likes and that as much as they should on Instagram, you know. They're just scrolling, but... When you're on the market and you see someone, you walk past and they, they sort of grab your T-shirt and have a look, and you see them... It's, they seem to think that when they think about it for for a couple of seconds, and yeah. you, you kind of get this like good little vibe that you've made someone stop. And of think. course, yeah. And you never know that on Instagram when you post, do you? No, like, you don't get to see that. I, I hate when someone says to me, oh, "I really liked that post you did or that thing you did," and you're thinking, "Well, I never knew that." But you're not doing it for that. But it makes it helps you to continue, doesn't it? Yeah, it like sort of guides you in sort of it can guide you in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, what was the process of setting up the market, like on the market store? Do you just apply to the council? Do they have to look at your brand, or is it? Yeah, I mean, I just literally, I had to, first thing they want from you is to make sure you've got public liability insurance. So I, I literally, I just rang up, paid for a year's worth, um, sent over like, an application to Casey, the market manager. Um, and yeah, it was so easy to get set up. Yeah. So easy. Really? Yeah, it was, it was so easy. Yeah. But as long as you've got the stuff ready to go, then yeah, you can get set up pretty easy. And like they make it. Like the people down there are really welcoming and like they make it really easy. Well, that's what I was going to ask started. you. So, what's the vibe like in the market, like on a Thursday morning with the other other people that are also having their own stalls? Is it like competitive? Is it friendly? Yeah, I think everyone's doing. Yeah, it's quite friendly. I mean, everyone's doing their own sort of thing. You're not yeah. trying to really steal customers away from each other because you're all doing different, yeah, different things. You know, especially like, with clothes. It's not like you're competing with someone who's got the juiciest apples. You'd say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for me, it's never. I've never. I think competing isn't it's not healthy especially with me because it again it can compromise my art and what i do just yeah. if i compete and to, to satisfy i'm doing what i'm doing i'm 
drawing what I'm drawing. I'm putting it out there. I'm not doing it to compete with anybody else. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I know it's a weird question because it's sort of both. But what's like more important to you? Is it like the profits and the making money, or is it just make, being able to express yourself through your your art, your t-shirts and your market stall? Do you know what? Last on Thursday, right? I sat there all day and I listened to music and I drew on a jacket. Literally all day, and a couple of people passed. I spoke to them. I made about hundred quid. Yeah, and that was honestly one of the best days of work I've ever had. Really, I just got to sit there and draw all day and listen to tunes and chat with people and just chat with people. Yeah, I and saw your post on that, and you was actually drawing on a jacket to sell. Yeah, you? exactly. Yeah, it weren't finished either, and someone was like, "I want it." I was like, mate, I was like "Mate, you can't have it. It's not finished." <laughs> yeah. like, I don't care. I want it. It's two sizes, it's too small. You can't have it. I yeah. don't care. It's thirty quid. Here you go. And that's it. Anything yeah. of it. Well, me and Alex were talking on the way up. Do you like design it with your own stuff? Or if someone said, to like, could I, could you put a little thing and could you draw that on there? Would you do that? Or? Oh, yeah, 100%. You do that, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've seen my bag here. Yeah. Like, I've literally, I've just sort of coated this with loads of designs. This was a couple. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. These are all quite old, to be fair. But I love doing, like, custom designs and that sort of thing. But yeah. I do... Well, I can tell you obviously made me a T-shirt for the show, which I'm very grateful for. Thanks for that. Exactly, yeah. Um, thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't sort of limit to what I can try and do. There aren't no limits. I mean, if you ask me, can you do this? I will try and try and do it. How important is that for you as your as a job? Like that, it, what what you're doing means something. Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, is it really important that when you're on a project or doing a job that it means something to you, or can you just can you work past that sometimes? I mean, that's. It's quite difficult to say, really. Yeah. I think whatever I'm doing, I try and sort of put 100% into it. Um, I more need to believe about... I more have to believe in the people I'm around. Okay, yeah. If I'm not doing it by myself. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, which is why this is so different for me, this market store and this and running the brand, because it's the first time I've ever had to sort of like fully rely on myself. Yeah, and if, if you was to just stop, then it, it would just stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Me and Alex said that on the way up to do this one today. We were just laughing that we'd gotten like three episodes in. It was like getting a bit of momentum. We were like, what if we just stopped? It would just be done, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's quite a surreal feeling, and it's almost a motivator do you think like yeah definitely yeah. definitely it's like oh I've got to do it otherwise it's yeah. going to flop you know it's you've got a lot more responsibility yeah for so, your own actions. so what jobs like have you had a lot of jobs since you've left school to like or to find this job to where you are now has it been a bit of a journey yeah I mean I sort of kind of definitely ended up in the wrong places 100% yeah like, I went I ended up my first job was working for a dental wholesaler and I'd done um, an apprenticeship there for telesales which is basically a a naughty way of getting cheap labour. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I did that for a year, but they were good, to be fair. They did raise my wage without having been... So was that on the too. phone? That was day? on the phone, yeah, selling toothbrushes and that to dentists. Oh, and, man. And not just that, like drills, like composite fillings, all of that stuff. I'm I'm 19, know nothing about it. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to sell, sell it to a dentist who's been through school for eight years. Yeah, learning exactly. About it. Yeah. But did they give you a script or something? Or no, I wouldn't have done with a script, man. Yeah. I just, do you know what? I used to just ring them up and I just used to... I got to, after I that sort of found my feet a little bit. I just used to ring them up and take the piss out of them. Yeah, yeah. Because my view of it was that these nurses and that would pick up the phone. They'd get a million calls a day from anyone trying to sell them shit. Yeah. So I would just sort of try and make be different from it. You know, just, it was that successful as well. The difference. It, do you know what it was? It was quite successful. You know, because it created relationships in that. It's sort of you build rapport with people. You know, and they remember you and they want to put 
their their sort of business. Through. Yeah. So you've taken a different creative sort of approach to your job you were doing, and it's paid off successfully. Yeah. You could say that you learned a bit from that to what you're oh, doing I, now. Do you know it? what? Yeah. I learned loads from it. I mean, I learned because um, it was quite a small business. I, I learned what to sort of do to run a business. You know, maybe not what to do. Yeah. Um. I just like yeah. I learned so much. I learned how to sell. I learned how to talk to people. Um. And just also learn how to not sort of take rejection personally when it comes to business and that okay. sort of thing. Yeah, so it toughened you a little bit. It, the, yeah, it did yeah. sort of give you a give you a thick skin, you know. Yeah, I think it thick got enamel. To, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> thick enamel. Yeah. But yeah, no, because I um, I used to do it as well, telesales. Uh, that was one of my that was my first office job, and it was like. Uh, it was debt collecting, so you had to. Oh, call, yeah, it worked like we didn't. We had like a legal team, so you would call up a company and say, uh, "Does anybody owe you any money?" And they would say like yes or no, uh, and then you would like chase them for it and say, "Well, we could collect it for you." And it was a hundred calls a day minimum. Uh, you had to get a certain amount of leads. That's some George Orwell shit, right? There, yeah, it? It, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was harder, and they sort of like they rang a bell, like if you got a lead, and it was all like target orientated. And I found like this is like just not for me. This is, that is like one of those places where they go, why, why don't you care about the company? You should be giving your all for the yeah, company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you need basic wage. Even right? if you, yeah, and <laughs> even if you hit your target, like next week the target's bigger. Uh, Do I get more money about that target? Yeah, yeah exactly. No, no, yeah, it moves. And this is what I mean. So it was like, it, I tell you, though, it was it was tough. But again, it, it definitely built me to to where I am now in terms of understanding how business works and how people work and how what being professionals like. And then when to try and sort of like adapt it and change the style a little bit. I think office work does that. To people. I think it definitely makes people or breaks people, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I got a thing about office because I've start, since I started this podcast, I've sent started sending loads of emails. How did you end your emails? Like, you know, you get like kind regards or like many thanks. Like, it depends how, how well I like the person. Really? Is that what they say? Yeah, you've got to, do you know what I mean? That's the thing about being in uh, working for other companies, you've got to be responsible with your emails. So, I basically just tried to be as passive as aggressive as I could yeah, without, without yeah. it being that, that yeah. obvious. So, you know, if they, if they were pissing me off, it would be regards instead of kind regards. That's what everyone says, yeah. Alex, are you feeling that? I'm like on a mission where I refuse to use any of the stereotypical like regards, kind regards, many thanks. I try and personalise the sign-off to the email. You know I, I, mean? get, like, I get that, I get that. I'm, I'm trying to like switch up the email game because I'm joining it and I don't just want to fall into like... The, the the rat race of the sheep. Yeah, I totally <laughs> get that. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, don't want to be too formal. So I throw in the odd like, oh no worries. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe an emoji if I'm feeling like. Wise. Really, I've never yeah. emojied an email. To be uh, fair. You, you got I, I put a kiss. Mate. I put a kiss on one the other day, like a little X at the end of it. Um, madness. I know it's madness. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I think they were probably shocked, but you know what I mean. I'm just trying to mess up the game here. <laughs> just trying to work it. Mate. Yeah. So uh, so. From your sort of like office time and career, and then did you move on to anything else? Have, like, have you ever done any sort of like drawing work before? Or no, do you know what? Like... I only started drawing about three years ago. Yeah. So I was li- I was on um, the phones doing a. Uh, this weren't at a dental place. This was somewhere else. But I was working half seven till five, and I just started doodling when I was on the phone to pass the time because this the work for me was it was just soul destroying. It was so it's the same thing over and over yeah. again. Um, and I needed something to pass the time, so I'd write. I'd, I don't know, I'd get frustrated when I'd have this idea of something to write, and I think this needs to be put into a drawing somehow. But I can't draw. Yeah. So then I thought, all right, let's let's start. And then I was terrible for a good year. Really? Yeah. 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 I'm probably 
probably still out. Well, to me, I, I still see all the minor little mistakes and things like that, but people always seem to give me good feedback. I think but... you do if you're right. You spend all day looking at it, so when it comes to like showing it to people, you forget they're looking <laughs> at it for the first time. Exactly, you know? yeah. exactly that, yeah. I get it. With this podcast, I'll be like going over it, doing little bits. By the end of it, I'll be going, that was like, I can't listen to that. Why would anyone want to listen to it? And then you, you play it to someone and they go like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it's good, isn't it, the first time? Exactly, yeah. You kind of see it for all the broken parts and not the finished art. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So what's like, like for me, because I've always struggled with drawing, yeah, so I've always liked art and I've always got the message of art strongly, but the actual doing the designing and stuff like can kind of bore me a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I think that's just the way my mind works. Like, so... Like, what do you get out of it when you're, when you're doing the drawing? Like, are you expressing a message? Are you, are you getting insights about yourself? I was quite interested to know that. I mean, it's, there's, there's different sort of types and different ways of doing it. I mean, sometimes it can be quite insightful. Like, sometimes you'll start a drawing with having no idea of where you're going with it. You yeah. know, it was, and ideas will just come together, whether it be something you've used before yeah. or something totally new. You know, you could have a song in the background and that can inspire you to, to do something that way. Um most of the time, it's basically just sort of being free with what comes to mind and not thinking about it too much. And yeah. then just sort of going with it. If you try and... My, me, personally, if I make a mistake, I don't. I try to avoid using a rubber or anything like that. I try and sort of move on from the mistake. Um, and that is kind of sort of a big part of what my art is. It's about transformation. It's about taking one thing and putting it into another. Yeah. And I try and sort of do that with my process in drawing with... with as long as as well as my drawings as well so what could begin as an initial idea like just like it could then transform into so many more things and take it somewhere you didn't really realize and stuff yeah i mean if people who have been following my instagram since i started it might notice a few of my older designs coming back and being turned into something else now i like the idea of that yeah and that that's not sort of that doesn't mean once it happens to once it stops i mean that that means it can just keep on building and building like a snowball rolling down a mountain you just sort of keep on gaining momentum and, and becoming more and more and something bigger and better. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good way to sort of demonstrate to somebody who's trying to think to start, like, some a project. It doesn't work straight away, does it? Like, how many... I don't know about you, but how many times have you sat in front of a table desperate to do something but just winding yourself up because you just can't think of any way or how to do it? Or or do you... Are you different? Do you just start going? I mean, I think I'm a great believer in the biggest thing that holds you back is just getting started, you know. And I think you just need to sort of break... When you do get started, you need to set out what the goal is and you need to keep breaking and breaking it and breaking it down, you know. So, for example, I've got... I'm drawing a picture right now. So how does this picture work? You divide it into two bits, the outline and the fill. Then you divide the outline and, again, what do I need? I'm drawing a face, so outline of head, outline of legs, outline of whatever. And you keep breaking it and breaking it down. And that's sort of how I... So you, like, take it just a very small step at a time to to get the bigger picture. Yeah, and that's how I sort of move move along with everything or try and move along with everything in my life like so does your art translate and it's a deep one your art translates to your life the style of your art you would you say is the style that you try and live yeah we've we've, we've yeah i suppose so. is that yeah is that just a weird question it's, isn't it <laughs> <laughs> no it's a good question i feel yeah. like i should have a better answer yeah, for no, it. No. <laughs> well personally yeah i always i always think it sort of goes hand in hand like doing the two like from when i first started this you have so many like initial great ideas that you think it could be then you start doing it and the reality is that it's not that what it is. I think that's the problem with having a plan, though. 
it's like Ty- Mike Tyson says it, doesn't he? Everyone's got a plan to get punched in the mouth. If you try and stick to a plan too much, then you're not going to see the new opportunities or the new things that you wouldn't have seen when you originally started making them. That plan. is spot on. Yeah, I think I really agree with that. So you need to keep your eyes open. You need to be prepared to pivot. And that's not just with joy, that's with life, with everything. You know, just be prepared to move. And So in a way, it does translate from what you're saying, your art to your life. Like, yeah, we yeah. had uh, the guy who was on last week, good friend of mine, Lawrence, he's a free runner uh, and he's like he competes and he does all sorts of mad stuff over buildings and things. And what he opened my eyes up to was uh, just movement. He just said movement. He goes, that's why I do it. And at first I was thinking I didn't really get it. And then the more I thought into it, I was like you have to just make that initial bit of movement and it does become something more beautiful, doesn't it, like, in the long run? Oh, yeah, I can totally get it. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm so unfit, you wouldn't catch me doing any of that. <laughs> but, I mean, when you see it in films and they're going through, like, races and, yeah. and there's chase scenes when they're up over buildings, it's, it's, but adrenaline, I think your adrenaline gets pumping, it's isn't it? So like, I can only imagine what actually doing it's like. Yeah, well, it's beyond physical movement for me. I think it's just any type of movement, you know, like, you've you've started a movement with your brand. You yeah. Know? Like, you, you've started moving in a direction and then that's led to other movements and other drawings and other things and ventures like this you would have just podcast you probably would have just never even thought about doing without that do you know no, it's actually it's funny you should say that about an hour before I, meant, I sent a message just saying you should do a podcast oh really yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and then, you and then saw... my mate sent me a mate, uh, sent me an article about this one yeah yeah and you was, was like, like I'll go for it I was like, oh yeah I'll send it yeah you're, you're, you're the first message we got I've actually got of someone I don't know and said can I come on I was like yeah man <laughs> definitely that's cool needed the ego boost mate yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're um, so we can find you on Thursdays in the market and Saturdays. That's right. Whereabouts? Yeah. Are you in the same plot every time, or um, you move about? I think I move I move about. I mean, the market's only small. I've got a big black tent, so you're you're recognised. Yeah, me, yeah. I'll have all the jackets out, but usually at the moment I'm outside boots and outside sort of boots. down that end by the clock tower. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna try and pop in. Yeah, and you don't just do your own stuff obviously you do vintage yeah I do a lot well. of vintage so like Adidas uh, I've got some Adidas Nike shell jackets coming in some Puma ones so all that retro sort of shell jacket look yeah I've got some vintage uh, flight jackets as well at the moment they're only 30 quid and I swear they're the warmest things I've ever worn in my life <laughs> I'm getting pitched all your gear right now I know uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm selling to you mate it's the telesales coming out <laughs> yeah yeah this is what he's saying so uh, this is also what I wanted to say like the market what do you reckon is the future of the market well, they've just spent a lot of money doing it up. I see that, yeah. Um, and what did they do? Do you know? They've just sort of relayed all the old patio and sort of relayed how it's all laid out kind of way. And I know they're doing the top outside Weatherspoons again. But, I mean, from the conversations I've had with um, with Casey, the, the the manager, he, he's got a lot of ideas for it. And he wants it to go. He wants it to sort of have that kind of vintage and feel and break kind of thing you know he wants it to get pumping and thriving again yeah yeah and yeah I think it's it's, it's on the rise you know I think that I, I definitely think it's the way to go and I'm I'm sort of thinking with the market now like I think that clothes shops like with, with the rise of online shopping clothes shops and products are sort of like going a bit out of fashion but what's coming in to the it is like a is like something where people are interacting i.e. a market a cafe a coffee place you know what I mean exactly, I, I yeah. think that's coming back to dominate the high street again hopefully hopefully yeah man I yeah. mean like, it's I'd like yeah I'd like people to step away from it a bit more again because you know I feel like over the last decade or whatever it's swallowed people up oh yeah. man yeah I, I just I, I wasn't going to bring it up but I was on the train here today and I was like I have to come in for an hour and a half at the moment because I'm living in Kent and you're looking around at people on their phone and I, it doesn't annoy me because I know that that is me sometimes but it is absolutely every single person but that's no different now I mean like some, I see on Facebook recently like someone shared a photo of it was a similar sort of thing on 
people on trains going home in the 60s, but they're all looking at a newspaper. newspaper. It's not It's not the, the vice that is the problem. It's the people want to escape reality that's the problem. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, who wants to talk to someone else at, like, first on thing the in the morning? Yeah, chain. yeah, on the way back, on the same chain that you get every single day as well. Exactly. Like, I mean, yeah. I think most of the time when I used to go to an office, I think I'd look at my phone, but I wouldn't actually look at it. I'd just do it to avoid eye contact with anybody else. Yeah. Well, the one that does me is, like, you know when you put your phone in your pocket and then you sit there or you watch someone and they'll look for, like, two seconds and then they just bang straight back into their pocket again. <laughs> we all do it, though, don't we? We yeah. just, like, go... Oh shit! I meant to check the time. Did I check yeah. the time? I think I know you, the, the whole like escape from reality things. Like the the I think the most pro- prominent point that you said there about uh, people going on their phone. Like, do you think like you should try and be in terms of reality and be more in the moment, or do you think it's like it's not a contribution to any like mental health problems at the moment that people are on their phone so much and not spending enough time with themselves? Um, I mean. I'm going to start with the with the T-shirt. That's probably one of my most successful ones since I started. Yeah. It's the, do you remember who you were before the world told you who to be? Um, and it's a question that has always sort of, to me, inspires a thousand more questions. You know, it sort of sends you down rabbit holes and, and that sort of stuff. Now, when you ask yourself that question and you, you question all the things you're doing on your phone, all the things you're looking at, all the adverts you've seen, all the things you want, all the things you think you want... Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's that will contribute to sort of like the mental health deteriorating in a way, um, because it creates so much want. Yeah. And you want the newest jacket, you want the uh, the newest car, the newest watches, the newest trainers. You know, you want the newest gadgets, you want everything. Yeah. You know, but you ain't got the money to afford it. You ain't got money to afford it all at once and to live at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And then to then suddenly try and confront all those three wants, emotions, needs, crossed with a load of other maybe background things you've got running on, you're not surprised why people burn out and sort of like can't really handle it. You, the point that was cool there that you made was the fact is the advertising. I always think like you get advertised 100 things a day and each of these advertisements is like hundreds of thousands of pounds they spend on it like to target you like and and is is that healthy for our brain to be like well we i have this conversation quite a lot and i think um and i always use betting in football as an example of this now i like a bet who don't like a like a 1 pound accumulator on a weekend or something like yeah, that yeah. you know eight eight teams 900 to 1 you know, who knows it might be your day yeah Do you know what i mean but i mean if you look uh, if you watch a football match on average it's like it's a betting company is advertised 200 times in a, in a game. Yeah. And that's not to mention the shirts, uh, the shirt sponsors. That's not to mention the adverts yeah. on the, when it's a, um, when it won the halftime and that. And if you see those adverts, even like the way it's advertised, you know, you've got Ray Winston walking about, right, with his manly voice. You've got yeah. like women in bikinis Come walking and about. Come yeah, Come and bet, bet with, with me. You've got fast cars, Who, rock and roll gang. Who's uh, the other one? Who's is it at the moment? Harry Redknapp's always uh, there going, why don't you just place a bet with me? Something. You know what I mean? It's just, it gives you this sort of masculine sort of thing and it targets everyone who's watching football. Yeah, yeah. And even if, but even if you look where it says when the fun stops, stop. stop. Yeah. Even the word fun is emphasised. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it begs the question. We all know we're being advertised there. But after all of that, how much of that is your own free will? How yeah, much yeah. of that is your own choice? And how much, to put is, that how much is our free will being impeded on without us realising with all this with all this stuff? Do you know what I mean? And, exactly. and, and, and these are companies that we don't even know. We haven't even really got any kind of connection to aside the fact that they've got enough money to, so we see them everywhere. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think for someone like you who's, who's in Epson Market, who's putting T-shirts out for the same price, do you know what I mean? 
and this is for the people that I want to listen. If for people like you've just explained, you, sometimes we stand around, we look around us and think like, do I even want to fit in with this whole sh- show that's going on? Why do I not feel like I fit in? And there are people everywhere who feel the same way, who are trying their best to sort of like spread that message. It and is. there you are on Thursday morning doing it, I think. I think the problem is, that, like I said, it's a very difficult question to, to ask yourself. And it's why I said like my, my brand is, is influenced a lot by mental health as well. Because we, when you ask a question like that, like it sort of, there comes a self-awareness. And with that, there's sometimes days and sometimes weeks, you know, where it can send you into a pit where that self-awareness causes so much hate and so much sort of doubt and... That sort of thing. So with that sort of thing, why people aren't as aware and awake to it is because it hurts to ask yourselves that question. Yeah. It hurts to be it hurts to be brutally honest with yourself to do it. Yeah, and to... not everyone likes what they find when they look inwards. No, and and that's saying if you become self aware and then discover that you are reliant on all these other things, you then have to make the gargantuan decision to actually face those things, or do you just continue as is? You know, and and I think a lot of people sort of get stuck in a crossroads where eventually, like, I, I know it where personally you just felt like, oh, and you just, you sort of give up a little bit, uh, but then something doesn't feel right at the back of your head, but you're also carrying on anyway. And it's it's hard to look. The post you did that I really like is the one where it's the man facing the big black hole and it's about depression, saying that yeah. you can turn that, you can you can face it and it looks big at the time, but you can become depression's monster by... Yeah, I mean, that's what it is, essentially. You know, it, it can cloud you and it turns reality into nightmares and nightmares into reality. Yeah. And it it can make you just feel so small in front of it, but as soon as you start fighting back, uh, it sort of, sort of shrinks... I think as soon as you start to realise what it is that's doing it, you know, there is there is something doing it, whether you want to admit... Uh, for me, for the average case, for me anyway, I feel like there is there is something causing it. You have to work out what it is and be brave enough to say, like, OK, what's this about? You know? Yeah. And and you've done that with your drawing, haven't you, really? like, And, and, and made me think because of it. That was cool. That was good, man. Yeah, good. Glad you liked it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, we, we, well, we've done our half an hour. Um, anything else you want to say for the branding? Anything coming up? Or, like, just follow you, follow you on Instagram, basically, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just, Facebook, just pop down to the market. Pop down to the market. Follow me on Instagram, at sweet underscore nothing underscore apparel. And on Facebook, I'm at sweet underscore nothing underscore art underscore apparel. I think that's right. Underscore. Underscore. <laughs> underscore. Just, just type in sweet. Reminds me of my year man. six email hotmail address. Just loads <laughs> yeah. of underscore kiss kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, website's www.sweetnuffinapparel.com. Yeah. Thursday and Saturday's down at the market. Um, what music are you playing when you've got the market on? Uh, it depends what, what's, what, what I'm feeling. Oh, at the really? moment, I'm going, I'm in a lot of like, into my rock at the moment, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of indie. Like, Seagulls are quite a good DMAs. I've just found out about the Snuts, if you don't know about the Snuts. I know about the Snuts, yeah, yeah. yeah. New. Um, okay, yeah, so you'll be listening to a bit of that, bit of rock and roll. Cool, well, we'll call it there then, just on the 30 minute mark. Sam, thanks for coming, and thank you for my t shirt. I'm going to wear it with pride. Yeah, well, uh, it goes to my collection. Nice one.